Hi, and welcome to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts. And get ready, because today I'm going to talk about ancient civilizations of Lemuria and Atlantis. Now, I did a poll on my Facebook group, which is the same title as this show, Psychic Today with Jill Roberts. You can just go into Facebook and look it up search for it and you'll find it and you can become a member there and you can have a say as to what I talk about. So there are Lemurian crystals, which I absolutely adore. And even though there are, they are a passion of mine today, we're not going to be talking about the crystals themselves, but we're going to actually be talking about theories of Atlantis and Lemuria. So first, let's start with Lemuria. Lemuria, it's, it's the continent of Lemuria, though largely discounted by the theory of plate tectonics and the existence of other sunken continents still visible on the silty bottom of many oceans, lives on in so many people's dreams, so many people's ideologies, so many people's different thoughts and theories and metaphysics that... It's, it's something that we've just come to accept as truth, as I do, okay? What we're talking now is about more like history and zoology and geology. So the Native American Indians have been said to be descendants of the Lemurians, as are certain tribes in Turkey, the Aboriginals, and the populations of Madagascar. It's believed to be located in either the Indian or the Pacific Ocean. According to Helena Petrova Blatsky, the Lemurians are the third root race, making them very ancient indeed, preceded only by the Ethereals and the Hyperboreanus, each laying claim to no living descendants today. Interestingly, according to Madame Blavatsky, the fifth root, ra- fifth root, root race the Aryans, who do have descendants alive today, is now one million years old. Lemuria, according to traditional theosophy, began over 34 and a half million years ago, and they were dark-skinned and a loving and simple race who coexisted peacefully with the animals around them. When their continent slowly began to sink as a result of so many volcanic eruptions across the continent, the Lemurians dispersed, colonizing the neighboring East Indies, Southern India, and Africa. The evidence, despite the lack of proof on the floors of both the Indian and Pacific Oceans, centralizes around the zoologist Philip Lutley Scatler and his findings after amazing and amassing the Fortuna of Madagascar finding the similarities puzzling in that they belong not only to Africa, but to India as well. Scatler surmised that they must have been a land bridge and a lost land named Lemuria after the lemurs endemic to Madagascar. There are many other theories surrounding Lemuria, including that they later became the Aryan race in India and invented Sanskrit, and that the Maoris of New Zealand arrived from a sinking island as well in the legends of Easter Island and the continent of Hiva that sank between the waves and many people perished. Lemuria, or Mu, is also said to be the home of dragons, and it 
and the time when we truly began to move away from a more animalistic and began to evolve much faster. Some theories, mostly eccentric ones due to Madame Blavatsky, also assert that Lemurians were giants who laid eggs before evolving to give birth to, to live young as mammals do. Lemuria is often talked about nostalgically. Could this have been the human races of lost Eden, the garden that sunk between the waves and the last sight that we had of our primitive but loving natures? Did Lemuria sink because of our wicked sins, as Blavatsky puts forward, or was it rung on the inevitable spiral in history, a civilization that was wiped out as so many have been since in order to keep trying until we get things right? Now, for me, my ideology on Lemuria is that they had put actually certain crystal quartzes in the land with their recorded history of it. Now, if you think about it, it really doesn't sound that crazy since we use quartz in so many things today for storage, like computers and, and TVs and plasma TVs, I believe, and so many different things. Now, a Lemurian crystal has striations, which are like etchings on certain sides of it. And if you meditate with these crystals, and they have time links and bridges and keys, and I would love to get into all of that because I find it so incredibly important, um, especially if you're into... Um, crystal healing or crystals in general if you love the energy beings that are inside of them as I do um, you can meditate and just move your finger up and down the etchings they kind of look like barcodes on the side and it will impart their knowledge they they were a race that was technology technologically more advanced than ours that died out and they're here to, the stones are here to impart their wisdom onto us. Um, Mount Shasta is a big um, area where people believe in this sort of thing. I mean, people believe in this all over the world. However, um, they are beautiful stones. I will do an episode on Lemurians themselves the stones, Lemurians, because uh, there's so much wisdom to impart on these certain quartz crystals that have these specific terminations and these striations. So even if you don't believe that how they came to be these crystals, they are of significant value for yourself, for, for emotionally, physically, um, spiritually. So do not discount them because of the mythology that goes along with them. And if you know me, you know that I love mythology. I am an Arthurian scholar. I uh, studied the history and the mythology of King Arthur. And um, I would like to talk more about Arthur on here as well, if you'd like. Um, don't forget, you can leave me a voicemail here wherever you're listening to this. Um, you can email me, you can uh, text me, let me know what you think, what you'd like to hear about, and I'll be right back with Atlantis.
welcome back to Psychic Today. So I'd like to thus now start with Atlantis. And I have a quote from Freeman Dyson, which is, Technology is a gift of God. After the gift of life is perhaps the greatest of God's gifts. It is the mother of civilizations, of arts, and of sciences. Now, the fourth race, before the Aryans, but after the Lemurians. So don't forget, Lemurians were supposedly the third root race, the Aryans the fifth, and now we have the fourth. They were said to be the Atlanteans, rising and giving birth to the Toltec and Mongolian races and spreading out into Africa, the Americas, and all of Europe that we know today. The Atlanteans, in comparison to the Lemurians, were much more advanced and godlike, beautifully intelligent and ambitious. They worshipped the sun and advanced their technologies rapidly, much as we do today. There is even some links between the Atlanteans and extraterrestrials, some theorizing that the race arrived from the skies in the first place. Atlantis and mainstream history originated in our ancient minds in Greece, island of Atlantis in ancient Greek, and was written about in allegory by Plato as a superior civilization that had transcended his ideal of a state and had launched an attack on Athens. Athens, unlike any other nation, succeeded in fighting off the state, and it wasn't long before Atlantis fell out of favor with the gods and sunk to the bottom of the Atlantic Ocean. Atlantis has also been linked to belonging to Poseidon, god of the sea, and the ancient Egyptians who apparently wrote about it in their hieroglyphs. Perhaps the association with Atlantis's apocalyptic demise can be attributed to the continent's association with Mayanism and the imaginations of European explorers and writers such as Sir Thomas More, which led to the publication of such books as Utopia. And if you don't know who Sir Thomas More was, he was the educator and longtime friend of King Henry VIII. However, it is believed that reasons that point the finger to Atlantis being a fiction are largely due to the racism surrounding these foreigners' assumptions of the indigenous people, that they can't have built such a magnificent structure with, or structures with such a rich cultural background. No, other, another race must have been involved, and there, must, and there the stories began to blur. Now, Edgar Cayce, having tapped into the Akashic Records, when under trance, channeled that many of the souls lost in Atlantis were returning and the collective consciousness was stirring through many youngsters reaching adolescence on the west coast of North America during the 60s. Again, as in the case of Lemuria, many say that the continent of Atlantis is an impossibility due to the lack of evidence on the ocean floor, but others state that even with the geology of plate tectonics, it is possible that a continent could get lost as they shift and reshift. According again to Madame Blavatsky, the fall of Atlantis occurred because the Atlanteans were playing God. Their technology surpassed their soul connection. They were breeding human-animal chimeras to use as sex slaves and messing around with genetic modification and cloning, the latter sounding alarmingly similar to what is going on today, the cloning and genetic modification. Having been uh, telepathically warned that the continent would sink, many of the inhabitants of Atlantis fled.
setting sail on ships before the final submergence in 9,564 BC from a violent series of earthquakes. Was Atlantis simply a figment of, Pla of Plato's imagination, spurred by nationalistic pride when writing about his beloved Athens? Or are there fragments of truth in these ancient myths passed down and swirled about in the sands of time? And are we heading for the same fate? Or will we merely continue on, ever-evolving and seeking out new answers, yet always returning once more to search the bottom of the murky ocean floors? Now, you know, a lot of times, myths are part of history. Like King Arthur, you can't have King Arthur, the man, without the mythology. And it's the same thing here with Atlantis and Lemuria. You cannot have these ancient civilizations that were Technolo technologically more advanced and and uh, and are imparting wisdom to us now without the mythology. So you have to keep that in mind because without the mythology, there would be no King Arthur. There would be no Lemuria. There would be no Atlantis. Um, some people feel that, you know, Lemuria was called Pacifica or Mu, and of course, you know, what is written about Lemuria is metaphoric, and if you look at some of the pictures, a lot of them are linked to sacred geometry. It's about the spiraling consciousness that moves from higher frequencies of thought, a higher harmonic to slower, lower frequencies, as we are experiencing many places at the same time. As with Atlantis, one has to wonder if Lemuria ever existed in the physical realm or is just a metaphor to remind us that our souls are experiencing multidimensionality, some of which we believe are of other planet experiences. As is above, so is below, all being polarity of experience. As we have the Atlantis and the Atlantic region, we must have its Pacific counterpart, Pacifica. All realities are created based on the digits of sacred geometry, the blueprint of all we experience. It's also known as the Fibonacci sequence. As an opinion, Lemurian, Lemuria is a grid uh, program that exists parallel to our own. Those who feel linked to it are more likely experiencing it in both realities simultaneously. In truth, Lemuria, from our perspective in third dimension, is theoretical and will not merge with us until at a point when we expand our consciousness to fully understand all of our multidimensionality. And we are moving to that end now. Stonemakers are found in our reality to remind us of ancient and lost civilizations in which we coexist. In the end, we are awakening to our true nature. The hermetic seals of consciousness, so to speak, are opened with a bang. At the end of time scenario of an explosive ending, we instantly spiral consciousness back to greater understanding of all. Many see this movement into a golden age. The gold being a metaphor for alchemy of consciousness into awareness. The blue and the gold, the blueprint and the alchemy. When we see ourselves back as the Lemurians, we are seeing ourselves in higher frequency. 
one must not forget that time is an illusion that brings depth to physical experience. All happens at the same time. So there is an example of my different theory about Lemuria and Atlantis. And I hope you enjoyed this. I am going to do a stone of the day. And if you hold on, I'll be right back with that. Welcome back to Psychic Today. I'm your host, Jill Roberts, and the crystal of today is Aqua Lemuria. Aqua, Aqua Lemuria is a light blue glassy material with a hardness of five to five and a half on the Mohs hardness scale. Its crystal si system is amorphous. Its origin is the mountains of Sumatra, and the native people who fashion it into carvings and ornaments describe it as a variety of obsidian. However, it's possible that it may be some sort of man-made glass of, region, of recent or ancient origin. The shades of Aquilomoria vary from pale blue to deep blue-green, and some have abundant suspended gas bubbles, while others contain inclusions of small stones or other debris. A few pieces have outer gravelly crust, similar to some black obsidians. The name Aqua Lemuria is derived from its color, as well as the intuitive association of the material with the legendary ancient Lemuria. These blue-green gemstones vibrate to the time and life spring of the vanished civilization known in the myths and folklore as Lemuria or Mew. In fact, they may even be artifacts of the realm preserved through the ages, carrying in their energy pattern the essence of Lemurian consciousness. Lemuria shines in archetypal memory as a society of, harmon of harmony, peace, and spiritual attainment. It is most frequently pictured as a now sunken continent that once linked Australia and India. Many of the Pacific islands, including Indonesia, where this gemstone material was found, are considered to be remnants of the lost Lemurian continent. Easter Island, with its mysterious huge stone monuments, is also thought to be a remnant of Lemuria. Other interpretations of Lemuria view it as an interdimensional place, which can be reached by expanding one's consciousness. In sense, both may be true. The inhabitants of Lemuria are believed to have been much more deeply and consciously entwined with the higher worlds than humans in the modern times. They were people of a water element with all of its connections to emotion and spirituality. In fact, many accounts, including those of Polynesian's folk, Polynesian folklore, say that the inhabitants of Mew or Lemuria were adept at telepathy, teleportation, psychokinesis, and other paranormal activities such as raising the vibrations of the body to move through trees, walls, or other solid objects. According to Robert Simmons, the Lemurian civilization is viewed by most chroniclers as having existed between 80,000 and 25,000 BC. It is said to have been one of exceptional harmony, prosperity, and spirituality. Lemurians are depicted as highly evolved beings capable of astonishing acts of manifestation and other reality-creating activities. 
The concept of mana, divine food manifested from the invisible realms, and the practice of fire walking are said to have been passed down through Polynesian stories from the Lemurian world. Rosicrucian lore tells us that at a time of its de deconstruction, some of Lemuria's vast knowledge was quote-unquote stored in crystal. Now, all of this brings to us the question of Aqua Lemuria, the mysterious uh, material from Sumatra. Energetically, it's closely akin to the energies described as Lemurian. Its colors recall that of the soft, sweet waters of the tropical Pacific, and its vibrations reflect the watery domains of dream, spirit, and magic for which Lemuria is known. Aqua Lemuria resonates with the heart and throat chakras, bringing to consciousness the inner core of wisdom, which the heart knows but cannot express in words. It helps activate the mind centers for understanding and interpretation of the heart knowledge and also for speaking the language of sacred sound. Sacred sound is the basis of Sanskrit language and of ancient and ancient lore suggests that the voice properly guided from within may be the most potent tool for manifesting the higher worlds into this lower vibrational domain. Working intuitively with Aqua Lemuria may find the sonic portals for the actualization of this capacity. I have been working recently with uh, vibrational frequencies and sounds and even certain hummings that you can do um, that open up your consciousness and higher your vibration itself. Aqua Lemuria's potential for awakening the capacity for speaking in the lost tongues of sacred sound may also connect to the idea that Lemuria's knowledge was stored in crystal. The information may not literally be stored in the crystal so much as it, the crystal awakens in the individual the latent capacity to tap into the knowledge which exists in the invisible field, such as the Akashic Records. Beings of the ancient Lemurians' level of awareness may have realized that all knowledge is already stored in the holographic fields of the universe. Giving the proper talisman or key, combined with a pure intent, unfettered by doubt, one might tap into a, rem a remembrance deeper and more profound than any which can be written. Thus, the crystal key to Lemurian knowledge might be this very substance. Aqua Lemur, left behind as a touchstone to trigger human resonance with all that is. Whatever its origin, this material evokes all that has just been said about the Lemurian world, making it a keystone indeed. Aqua Lemuria is a stone of unconditional love, helping one to both feel and express the supreme emotion. It is a calming stone, allowing one to release stress and give compassionate attention to others, as well as oneself. It is a stone which unlocks unknown doors within the self, from recall of past life memories and abilities to universal latent capacities, such as telepathy and manifestation. Aqua Lemuria is a tool for awakening, not only to the wisdom of the past, but also to the perfected patterns which can be our future. Aqua Lemuria works in synergy with all of um, the three new azestulites, blue-green azestulite, green fire azestulite, and New Zealand white azestulite. So I know we haven't finished all the azestulites, and we will get to them. 
And if you like, let me know, and we can uh, do um, the zestulites that coincide with aquilamuria. I can uh, explain all of these to you. Um, but because these three uh, all help to heal and awaken the intuitive capacities of the emotional body, it also harmonizes, um, of course, with moldavite, phenakite, Libyan gold techite, which is another great stone to work with, Tibetan techite, Gaia stone, amethyst, infinite, Duracell quartz, and also amagreen, I think, is another stone to consider for working with aqua And of course, any type of Lemurian stone, whether it's Lemurian um, aqua calcite, aquatine calcite, or a um, strawberry Lemurian quartz. I just bought two of them and they are so strong vibrationally. And they open my mind, especially in dreams, um, where I am not only having these wonderful um, dream, like mind-altering dreams, but I am remembering them. So it doesn't pass over from one side of the brain to the other so quickly. So... Um, so that's the stone of the day, Aquilamuria. If you're looking to buy, I suggest you go to heavenandearthjewelry.com. Um, that's Robert Simmons' website. For You don't have to get it in a piece of jewelry. You can. Um, but you can get raw stones there. You can get polished stones there. Of course, I always suggest to work with the raw, but that's because... I don't like the tumbling process, which cuts down the energy on these stones, um, of any of the stones. They are crystal beings. They, we have to stop asking from them and work with them. So, you know, we're not just going to look at, okay, rose quartz means love and amethyst means, you know, intuitive abilities and, uh, you know, the generic of we're going to do, or even when you do crystal gridding, you have to connect with the stone, heart to mind, before you can work with it. And see what the stone gives you. And we can do a meditation on that if you like. Let me know in the notes below. Leave me a voicemail through this, wherever you're listening to it on. Leave me an email at jill at psychictoday with jillroberts.com again that's jill j-i-l-l at psychic today with jill roberts all one word dot com and don't forget all of the pictures from today's um podcast will be up on the website psychic today with jill roberts.com all one word psychic today with jill roberts j-i-l-l-r-o-b-e-r-t-s dot com May you have an amazing day, no matter when you're listening to this. And I am sending you all of my love and light.